What is up, basketball fans? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast brought to you by Big City Wings, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint. Go check out your nearest Big City Wings in Houston, Texas today. They've got daily specials all the time. Shout out to Big City Wings and shout out to Celebrity Mint. Go check out CelebrityMint.com and at the Celebrity Mint on Instagram and Twitter to see their Ric Flair, Mike Tyson, collectibles, and more. They've got awesome coins, graded, legal, collectibles at CelebrityMint.com. Thank you all for sponsoring this episode. I am joined by the What We Learn Houston Rockets edition king. He is in hell. Josh Garcia, how are we doing? Uh, never been more in hell than right now. Uh, yep. You know, I'm really trying to grasp the straws, uh, but I would almost argue that you're in more hell than I am. And yep. we'll get to that here in a minute. But it, you did not have a you did not have a good night last night, did? No. It so it led off with Mississippi State baseball, which has been in hell for three years now. Um, <laughs> started off really bad, went down five zero in the first two innings, and it was it was terrible. They put up I think eleven or thirteen runs in the third inning, so. We got that one done, closed that game out early in the seventh nice. inning. I was like, all right, good start. Good pitching, good hitting. We're good. Good start. Mississippi State ba- basketball faced off against Kentucky, and um, it was going really well for a, a long time. Josh Hubbard hits a three to tie it with like nine seconds left, seven seconds left, 89 points apiece. And I was like, all right, overtime. At the hump in Mississippi. Couldn't be better. Um, Kentucky then hits a game-winning two at – with like 0.5 seconds left. Um, that And then obviously the Dallas Mavericks, which we'll get into, um, hell. And then the Dallas Stars lost 5-1 yes. to one last night. It was li- quite literally the worst sports night I've had ever. <laughs> like, I, I can't rem- Like, I I watched the Astros lose a few World Series. I've watched the Dolphins yeah. lose every playoff game in my conscious memory. Um, I, I've seen the Dallas Mavericks heartbreaks against the Clippers. I've seen... A lot of bad things in my life. Um, that was top one. That that yeah. was top one. Yeah, there's no there's no competing. I feel like you know maybe if the Dolphins you know get get absolutely shit on in a Super Bowl or something, and you just there's no That'll hope. Everything it's just just taken from you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even see them getting to a Super Bowl in my lifetime, let alone yours. You don't uh, have to do I would just like to shout out NBA veteran move by uh, Rob Dillingham, uh, calling for the ball by Reed Shepard from Reed Shepard. Doesn't get the ball because he wasn't necessarily open. He was just kind of more. He, he had a little selfish moment that he came back down to earth. Reed Shepard drives, hits the shot. Hits a, it was more of like a floater. Yeah, I only saw the clip yeah. once. I think it was yeah. a floater kind of style shot. And Rob Dillingham is just beside himself excited for his boy. And I think that that is just the greatest NBA vet move. You know, known lottery pick Rob Dillingham, known lottery pick Reed Shepard. Join us. Join us in Houston. Once, once Houston gets the number four pick. And the number five pick from you know from Brooklyn, everything's gonna be fine. Uh, I can't wait for those teammates to to save us in Houston because Houston's in hell just as much as Dallas and Mississippi State were in hell last night. It, it's it's been it's been a real real rough ride for both of us. It's been a real yeah. real problem. Um, yeah. Enough of that about that though. Let's talk about some fans that have had a lot more rough nights than we have. Uh, the Detroit Pistons um, losing a lot of games. Uh, the New York Knicks and. Detroit Pistons played each other. Was it Friday night, Thursday night? Yeah, something like that. So it was it was a little bit ago. We didn't talk about it, but um, yeah. So Dante Divincenzo is going for a loose ball late late in the game. They're down two or they're down one. I can't remember which one it was, but pure chaos. Just rebounds not happening anywhere. Um, balls getting tipped everywhere. 
all across the court. Dante DiVincenzo dives at, is it Asar Thompson's knees? Yes, yes. Um, he, he grabs the loose rebound, essentially, by diving at someone's knees and knocking it back inbounds, goes to the Knicks. The Knicks hit a, a game winner, essentially, with, what, 1.2 seconds left or something? Yeah, yeah I think it was 2.1. Uh, yeah, and the NBA referees do the whatever report it is, which I was feverishly looking for today, which we'll get into in a minute. We keep saying it. I'm <laughs> livid. Had a rough 24 hours. It's on the come up. We're on the come up, yeah. but it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, the league NBA official refs report of the missed calls from the night before. They do it every day. The L2M. Is that what it is? The L2M report? Yeah, last, last two minutes report. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, and they say they missed the call by a lot. And um, yeah, I, I don't. If I'm a Pistons fan, I'm just like, I don't even care to protest this. Like, we need to stop talking about it. I'm over it. Like, I'm over the last game and the game before that, and I'm over all the remaining 28 games left. Like, I don't care. That's where I'm at. Yeah, no, Dante DiVincenzo just absolutely tackling Asar Asar Thompson here. This is the ideal situation because people always ask, like, when you see, we were talking about the the, the Rockets Suns game the other night, mm-hmm. uh, and how yes. it took about 15, 10, 15 minutes to finish the last minute of the game. Yeah, dude, that's the this is the exact result you want to see with a last thirty seconds of the game with a one to two point game. You know, just all out hell breaks loose on the court, and I don't think that mm-hmm. there's ever going to be a rule or a or or something that you can implement a restriction that you can implement to fix this necessarily. But yeah. due to the lack of whistles being called, it just felt like this was real basketball. Like I'm going to show my kids this in 30 years and be like, Hey, your era has Bronny James fourth. And we had LeBron James and you know, everything, you know, this era was just insane. Everybody was killing each other. Everybody was fighting, just showing the Draymond green clips over and over. just seemed like this is our era. And the Dante DiVincenzo just adding to that lore. It felt, felt right. You know, especially uh, Nova guy. Uh, an MSG of all places. Of course, mm-hmm. the Knicks got bailed here, but oh, yeah, that was one of the be- one of the best endings I've seen until you know last night. And actually, I just realized that it's been a really slow week for me mentally, physically, everything time wise. But let me tell you, I just realized that Pistons Knicks game I think was Monday, and then we had the Cavs okay. Mavs yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I I don't know what's then, happening yeah, to our brain. I was wrong on that on the date it just feels like so long ago i know it, it, so much has happened since then i've i've, I've yeah my, my brain is just full yeah and this leads us into a conversation about the nba refs have you noticed that they've been just not good this year i mean they're never good let's no. just put it that way but <laughs> no. like less good than normal like less or just more yeah. terrible than normal sure sure it feels like it's getting worse every year but you know, the, this even leads to even deeper conversation. Like you're seeing NBA executives start to notice and being like, "Hey, this, this, they're this tweeting about it. fucked up. This league's fucked up. We got to do something about this." All the player podcasts now coming out, and I don't remember which podcast it was. I don't remember which player it was. It was a guest that had played in the NBA, played in important games like Western Conference Finals and Finals games, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I remember this game specifically. Um, we knew it was over." Once we tipped off. Yeah. Like yeah. Evan off. Turner, Evan Turner of all people. Yes. And they like the first three minutes had the game happen. They're like, all right, it's over. We're, we're not winning. We're going to have a game six or game seven, whatever it was right. like it, it was going down. Like we were not going to win this game no matter what they did on the court. 
which is not how it should be. Um, I think the NBA would be better if there was more parity across the NBA refs, essentially. <laughs> like if they didn't call games for the Lakers, they didn't call games for the, the Knicks, they didn't call games for the Celtics. We all know that those three teams are the biggest teams in the world. The Lakers don't need help. Don't don't revive the dead Lakers, please. Just yeah. leave. let them be dead, buried. If exactly. LeBron and AD carry them, then they carry them. But don't don't do this. Just don't stop. But, no, stop. I'm exactly with you. It, it has to end at some point. I'm, that's exactly how I feel about the Warriors right now. It's like we see you slowly resurrecting yourself. You're kind of, you know, you were six feet under, uh, you know, a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they now forgot they're to starting finish to, you know, burying the, the, the dirt on them. Yeah, exactly. Just, I was going to say it's more the of first a load over different. and they're like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's it's, fine. A, it's a reverse undertaker uh, mm-hmm. buried alive match. You're just watching it in reverse. So it, yep. it's it's tough. But, yeah. you know, it, I've, I've noticed, and of course, anyone can say, oh, the big market teams get get crazy favors that are which, of course, is true. But, yes, dude, I, every game, I feel like it, it, the game moves so much quicker and fouls, think about it, are so much harder to call anyway, mm-hmm. because I feel like, like I said, you got guys, you got someone as fast, almost as fast as De'Aaron Fox on almost every team. It's like you're not going to get everything right. No, but can we at least figure something out here? Like, it, it, I don't want to say give more coach challenges out, bring back hand checking. What's the what's the solution for this? I I, I could not tell you. I, I don't. So much testing, practice, training has to go into these officials, and it's not like we're going to do like a complete overhaul or like a remember the replacement refs, the fail Mary. Like, it'll never get to that point because you know the NBA refs are bad, but it's, it's it, it, they're in hell, but they're not. You know they're not six feet under. You know what I mean? They're they're yeah. getting there, but I, I you know there's definitely a point where this can get much worse. You know they're at they're at three feet right now. They haven't finished yeah, the grade. There it is. Um, yeah. yeah um, I, I I'm gonna try my best not to bring up the refs the entire time, but it's gonna be hard to talk about in this game. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks get it out now. The Cleveland Cavaliers Dallas Mavericks game last night. Um. If you didn't watch it, it was an abomination of basketball, and it didn't wasn't even played. It deleted all footage, please. Um, the Mavericks lost on a game winning fifty nine foot buzzer beater heave from Max Struess. Um, the game was won there, but I, it was really won for the last three minutes by the referees. Um, Jared Allen literally just completely. He's like an offensive lineman shoving a defensive lineman to the ground um, to Maxi Kleber and then set an illegal screen and shoved Josh Green into Donovan Mitchell, which then banks in a three. Um, there's that, the the inbound violation that they called on Kyrie Irving. The ref calls for the ball, so Tim Hardaway throws him the ball. Kyrie intercepts it, then steps out of bounds, and then the ref calls that the inbound. Even the ref was calling for the ball. So that wasn't on the... That was the that's my main problem is that they didn't have any of this on the L2M report. None none of the missed calls, none of the the tackle on Josh Green in the corner for a three that he got fouled on and the Raptors get a ball and then go hit another three. Max Struess went off though. Max Struess hit five threes in the last three minutes of the game. Like it was a volcano. And one of the threes was the fifty nine foot um game winning buzzer beater, which if you're an objective basketball fan, which I am. It's hard not to look at that and you're like, that, that was pretty sick. That was pretty that sick, was really dude. cool. Um, but that that's if you're an objective basketball fan, and I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, so fuck that. Fuck Max Struess. 
Fuck the refs. Fuck the NBA. Yeah. Not going to make it about the refs and just win it. You did it. You did it. And that's okay. And that's okay. This is a a therapeutic podcast for you, for me. Um, I feel my, my biggest problem with what you said, I feel like it wasn't a heave. This was a form. It was a shot. Jump yeah. shot. This was, this was get the pass, catch, one dribble, pop. It, it was the smoothest, longest game winner that I think we've ever seen. Uh, 59 feet, I think. Uh, the mm-hmm. only vibe I can compare it to, I mean, Tyreek Evans, of course, was that 10, 15 years ago? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Devontae Graham, maybe. Um, but even then, that was just kind of some, like, broken, what felt like broken inbound. Like, yeah. this was the... I hate to go out on a limb, but like this might have been the best game winner in NBA regular season history. Like, of course, with context, you know, game winners get crazier. Like, you can think about the Steph one. You can think about, you know, and, but like when, versus OKC, it's absolutely that one. In but overtime. based on based on distance vibes, like of course we, it's too early to tell. But who knows? Five, ten years down the line, I'm not saying the Max Drews treatment is going to get the same treatment as Steph because it's obviously not. But no. it's in the highlight but, package. Anytime, anytime I see that that Tyreek Evans, I, I'm telling you, I feel the vibes from 2009, that rookie season. That rookie, I think he won Rookie of the Year that year. I'm telling yeah, you, man, that's, that's right. Max Drews shooting 150% true shooting and getting 15 points in about three minutes and some change. This is this is peak basketball here. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, seeing a role player just take over the game with probably two out of the win healthy top 10 players in the league are on that court. Not including Donovan Mitchell, who is maybe top twenty, top twenty-five. You, you're, there, there's some elite guys on that floor, and you just have this role player just take over the fucking game. This is this. It, it was perfect. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. You were, I, I was ahead of the stream mm-hmm. uh, on my end, and I was just screaming. And you were yeah. like, "Dude, I'm behind. What, what's going on?" And thank God I didn't spoil it because that would have been tough. Yeah. You'd, like, you'd have to react to it twice. Ooh, I think you texted me with like five minutes left. He said, don't worry, I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's not a good omen. Like, just um, no, I'm tapped in. Go watch a different game. Turn something <laughs> else on. Like, don't don't watch this one. I don't need this right now. And then it was going really good. And then all of a sudden we were up 10, 110 to 100. And right. um, Max Strews single handedly hit three threes in a row out of nowhere. So yeah. it was 110, 109. And then another one it was 112, 110. It was just fucking crazy. So yeah, shout out to Max Drews, I guess, whatever. Um, the refs, I will um, bring your house down. Oh, I, I don't condone this. Allegedly, not a threat. Um, allegedly. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I am Jackie Moon. I don't really mean it, but I do. Um, mm, you mentioned earlier, a few minutes ago, is offense too good? Like, what changes do the NBA need to make? So it came out was it yesterday, today. Um, Adam Silver says there's definitely a problem, which I don't think is a problem. More points is more fun. I, I like it. I like the challenge of right. can you actually stop someone or are you just playing shitty defense and allowing 130 points a game? I don't know. Offense uh, has been a topic of conversation for the last probably five years now and how good it's becoming and and this year it's like half the i think like the top 10 teams in the nba right now have higher um offensive ratings than like the golden state warriors with kevin durant like the first season of kevin durant golden state warriors like the best team of all time probably put together like on offense 
pretty much the top 10, top 12 in the NBA are higher than that offensive rating. So it is a little bit of an issue. Luca talked about it with JJ Redick, talking about bringing hand checking back. Luca's like, you already, they already have hand checking. Like that's already a thing. They just don't call it anymore. Um, so there's that. And then, but he said the one thing that would hurt offense is the getting rid of defensive three seconds in the paint. If you just got rid of that, it would fix pretty much every problem that the NBA is having with casual fans essentially just saying there's the offense is too good. The off, or the defense was way better back in my day when I watched in the early 2000s and the 90s and the 80s, whatever. In the 80s, the highest offensive ratings and highest offensive average scoring in the NBA as across the league was from the 1980s. It's just now yeah. catching back up. It, it yeah. rotates. It goes on cycles due to rule changes, due to players that are being brought in. The problem is everyone can make a three now. Everyone shoots threes, so that that's why points are going up. But, yeah, if you got rid of defensive three seconds in the paint, you wouldn't be able to drive in the paint all the time and get the foul Not calls. That you're like, you're not getting the foul calls. So you're going to have to learn how to play on the perimeter if you don't already, which they do. But, yeah, there's no drives and kicks anymore. You got to get more technically sound on offense. That would fix all the problems if they want it or – create more problems if you look at it a different way like, yeah I, i'm I, normally i think of things glass half full this this time i'm definitely going to think glass half empty i i don't want to see rudy gobert be a max player until he's 45 i i would yeah. love for them to keep the defensive three second i don't think that that would be an immediate fix uh nba university uh, on twitter gave us a great possibly depending on how you look at it again glass half full glass half empty where the three-point line is just non-existent in the corner I mean, PJ Tucker, welcome to China, buddy. Uh, Malik Beasley, welcome to Costa yeah. Rica. Uh, they, you, you're going to you're going to x out so many guys, um, mm -hmm. you know, because that's almost one of their main foundations of their game. But I, I, I don't hate the idea because you're essentially taking the space from the corner three, adding it on to the you know the top of the key. So you're making three pointers a little longer. But then that would almost mess with the skill level with high school versus college versus NBA. And then yep. I feel like it would take longer for college guys or now that they're changing the rules again back to high school guys. That'll mm -hmm. take an even longer transition to the NBA. You're not going to be seeing crazy rookies any like you're going to see, you know, a couple great games. And you're going to have I don't think we'll ever have a Wemby again, but you're going to definitely going to have rookies that are, it's going to it's going to be a Jalen Green type of uh, steady climb, if you will. <laughs> And uh, I, I don't know. There, there, there's definitely some ways that you can fix it on offense, but I don't hate the three-point idea. Getting rid of the corner three and making everything kind of front-facing, I, I, I like that a lot. Uh, I, that, that would be my only uh, somewhat viable solution. I'll definitely try and do some more research, hit some more basketball reference numbers, do uh, do some shitty analytics on some Moneyball, on some Moneyball vibes. But uh, as for right now, I, I don't hate the, uh, the corner three idea. Kobe and D Wade are just thanking you right now. It's like <laughs> right. make my two point fadeaway jumpers from the corners longer now. Absolutely. I'm in just <laughs> more of those. I yep. have more space now to work with. And that's how they would probably think because they don't have to worry about the three point line. Yeah, Dirk too. Yeah. So I, I think there's going to be changes coming in the next year or so. I'm, probably this off season is when they'll introduce something and players will be mad about it probably. And right. fans will be happy or, and mad and, terrified all at the same time yeah it's just going to be interesting i don't know what they're going to do but they're going to do something which is probably the wrong move but you know whatever it is what um, it is. 
so I went on my soapbox by the Dallas Mavericks. I would like for you to go get on your soapbox about the Ooh. Houston Rockets, your Houston Rockets, the what we yes, call Houston yes. Rockets edition uh, king. Um, yeah, they, they started off hot. I would say hot. They would win three. They would lose three. They would win three. They would lose three. They had like a six-game win streak at one point. You're above 500. You're in the play-in position. You're in the playoff position at some point. You were like top six early on in the season. Yeah, we were, we were a top six. Look at this, boys. Look at this. Look at us. Who would have thought? Um, update. Not not as good anymore. At What are you, no. the 12 seed? Yeah, we're, we are the, the bottom of the barrel in the West. Um, yeah. Thank God that so many... Uh, so much of a difference in games between us and the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Well, maybe not the Grizzlies necessarily. Yeah. Blazers are, you know, creeping down. Um, they lost every game in February. They're not playing. Yes, I did see that. Game. Crazy. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I think stuff. Shade, Shade, Shade and Sharp is going to be a max player, um, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I have – you can look at this in so many different ways. The Rockets are in such a weird spot because we have spent so much money – on mid-level players and i hate to and even at the beginning of the year i was sitting here like trying to get myself to cope like oh we just signed fred van vliet for 40 million dollars we just signed dylan brooks for 20 25 whatever it was i was like okay this is like what what's happening so the first month of the season dylan brooks jabari was was shooting really well fred van vliet was kind of spotty uh, but you saw the the the, the spurts of potential. And I don't want to say potential for a 28, 29 year old player, but you would see spurts. You know that some yep. improvement over over some some merits. And anyway, I, Dylan Brooks and Jabari especially, they shot really well over the first month or so. I'm th- I'm mm-hmm. talking almost 50 percent from three. Dylan Brooks was in the top five of three point percentage for almost he a was. month in the in, in the beginning of the year, and Dylan Brooks has just gotten off an injury. Jabari Smith Jr. has almost fallen off a cliff this February, and you're noticing, you're seeing Fred Van Vliet just shoot four for 13, two for 12, two for 10 every game, and it's great that he's a he's a playmaker. He's a he's a real, like, I hate to say ball handler because he doesn't have, like, a crazy dribble package, but he can move. He can move around the court. He can space the floor, give, give, give the ball to where they need to, where it needs to go, but I just hate what's going on because you're almost seeing People, especially people on Twitter, they're saying fire Raphael Stone. That we're in a we're 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 in shambles right now, and of course we are. We're ten and nineteen through since like January, since like January first. Yeah. But the amount of youth will always give me hope with this team, and the fact that we can't definitively say, especially our top guys, our top guys from the youth movement have panned out. We can't really say that that's happened yet. Uh, no. Jalen Green, of course, has been just all around with Twitter discourse, with zero gravity discourse, with whatever. I've even heard people talk about it in real life. It's crazy. But Jabari Smith Jr., Amen Thompson, Cam Whitmore, a part of me would love to say Jalen Green, Alperin Shangun, number numero uno, numero uno, and that will never change. People were calling for him to get traded the other night or last night. The Rockets Twitter sucks, dude. I hate it. I hate it. I had to take a step back. Um, These guys give me so much hope for the youth movement. And we had our first nationally televised game. It felt okay when it, when the game first started. I was like, we're going to get shit on. but It wasn't terrible until the last like three, yeah. four minutes of the second yeah. quarter, and then it kind of yeah. fell apart. No, we kept it close that first half, but yeah. finally getting our first national TV game since the Trump administration, and you just shit it all out come second half. It was like, 
a mm. perfect accumulation of what the season has felt like. It's just, oh, we're there, we're there, we're almost there. Ah, uh, third quarter happens. Ah, uh, fourth yeah. quarter happens. Ime Udoka is a bad game manager. He, it, it, It's finally time to have conversations. We're stuck, it feels like, and I don't see any getting out of it this season. I don't know if I see any getting out of it next season unless we hit on our lottery and we get to keep our picks one through four. Somehow, God willing, I think it's like a 22% that uh, that pick lands four, four, four to one. And if Brooklyn keeps losing, maybe get a seven or eight. That'd be great. Again, I, I, I know I joke and I kid that I want Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham, but the stars are aligning, brother. Another lottery year. But just this year, you know, change the font a little bit. That's what it feels like. It's it, you, you know, you're getting past the. I'd love to say 30 win mark, but at this rate, I don't know what we're doing. It'll we'll get to 30. We'll get to 30. Yeah. But we're 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 just stuck, man. It really sucks, and it. I just don't. I I don't feel a way out. As much as I want to think and be happy and be positive, I don't feel like there's a way out. And I hope I'm wrong within a year or two. Yeah, I, at the beginning of the season. I was like, all right, they're going to be bad to start because they, they've never played with each other. New system with Ime Yudoka. The young, they're still young kids. Like, Shingun's your best player, but he's 21 years old. Like, give it some time. Let, let's see how the season progresses. I thought by the time we got to New Year, past this Christmas Day games, I was like, all right, this is when the Rockets, this is my preseason prediction. The Rockets will start figuring it after, after Christmas and getting better and starting to winning a few games and maybe they'll get to mid thirties. Maybe if they're really, really good, they'll get the 40, 41 wins, like right. Just exceeding expectations. And it's gone the complete opposite. You were like decent at the beginning, first month, two months. And you're like, okay, Rockets aren't the worst. Like they're, they're not bad. Actually, they could be a play in team. Like, and they'd be an annoying play in team because they play defense and oh, they yeah. have Shingun. Like they would be a nuance to, the Mavericks or the Suns or the Lakers or whoever, but I would assume that those teams would move on to the next playing game and then right. do the the actual playoffs. But yeah, it's gone the complete opposite. So um, I feel for Rockets fans. It's it sucks. Um, I know Knicks fans kind of just went through this for a while. Um, Julius Randle was their big signing back in what 2018, 2019, maybe just 2019, the Kevin Durant year. Um, they get him in and then they have some more draft picks like Emmanuel quickly joins Mitchell Robinson starts progressing. RJ Barrett even started progressing. You're like, okay, some young kids and Julius Randall, like this is fine. This is okay. And then they started winning more games. Tim, Tom Thibodeau's system started to work and then it stopped working essentially. And then all of a sudden Jalen Brunson gets there, Josh Hart, Dante DiVincenzo, now OG Anunoby. Like they're in a great spot when they're healthy. They're not healthy right now, but, Tremendous spot, and they're in the East. So I think that's kind of where the Rockets are at, but they added Fred VanVleet and um, Dylan Brooks instead of OG and Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PU, PU all and around. They, they were further ahead when they added Jalen Brunson so, right. and OG. So like the Knicks were in a better spot when they got those players than I think the Rockets might have rushed it. Like I could see you wanting yeah. to sign Dylan Brooks because he plays defense at I'm sure Ime loves him on the court when he plays defense and actually hits threes. He's not doing either of those. Ime probably hates everyone on the team right now. Oh, yeah. um, he's probably just yelling at every single person. But, yeah, it's it's not great right now. I think you rush the the process a little bit, if, yeah. if you will. You don't have to Ooh. add Fred Van Vliet for $20, $25 million more than Kyrie Irving is getting paid God, over a contract. I remember right when that happened, I was like, 
okay, I can see why we're doing this, but mm-hmm. I would have had much more. Mu- I would have been much more excited to see the young guys get the, pass the ball around and like actually feel like they were enjoying themselves. I, I think I told you this off air uh, a couple weeks ago. The Rockets, when they were really bad under Silas, I'm not saying it was good basketball. It wasn't. But seeing every quarter or so that big shining moment of a crazy lob or it, it it made you just feel like something was happening. I don't care if we were down 30 to the Pelicans or whatever the case was. But, right. you know, it, it, in this situation, you're right. It, it, we, we definitely did rush it. And I don't really know what we can do to kind of get out of this situation other than just ride it out. There's no, there's no other option really, unless yeah, you, you trade away some shitty contracts and and Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet and get next to nothing, or have to give up more stuff for nothing. Yeah. I, I, we're we're stuck. We just got to thug it out. It, it, it this sucks. I, I, yeah. I, I truly I hate agree. it. At least you have picks, and sure you have Brooklyn's picks, and then you have potentially your pick if it falls in the top four um, in the lottery this this summer. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can still look at the upside, I guess. You have at least right. one one lottery pick because the Nets aren't going to make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. you'll have one. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm grip. I'm, I'm grasping at straws. I'm really trying. I'm trying to smile through it all. I can't believe this is my life. It's gross. I feel bad yeah. for y'all, kind yeah. of. But I want that rivalry <laughs> back. I know I said it. I'm the other telling day. you, I, we, I, need, I, we, we need that. Some ri- we need the Texas rivalry. Just get the three teams, the the triangle of Texas teams. Yeah. And just full of hatred. I need it. Oh, yeah. Um, last thing before we go, the Los Angeles Clippers updated their uniforms and logo at the start of next season. Um, it leaked or they released it. I can't remember. Um, they're getting back to the actual Clipper, which I'm excited about. It. Oh, yeah. However, the execution was interesting because <laughs> it's not even a Clipper. It's a cruise ship. So yeah, if you haven't seen the logo, ship, the Carnival Clippers. If you haven't seen the logo, go look at it right now. The Los Angeles Clippers updated logo. So there's a circle that has like a C in it on the outline, and then in the middle is essentially a cruise ship. Is what it looks like. It's not an actual Clipper. A Clipper is like a old time fighting sailboat, like with all the wind sails and with all the sails and everything. You know what I'm sure, talking about? Sure. Pirates of the Caribbean. Look at that. You see the the sails and the wooden boat with the the long stem on the front. I don't know the bow. Is that what you call it? Yeah, not a big yeah, boat. You guy. got it. <laughs> um, but there's a cruise ship in the middle, and it there's like lines on each quadrant going up, and it makes it look like it's in the middle of like a sniper scope, essentially on a video game. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're about to shoot the clipper, the cruise ship. Yeah, it's that part's not ideal. I'm glad they're getting back to the boat. Yeah, but sure. Could have executed the boat better, but the rest of the uniform's good, and it's sure. a good upgrade. I, I like the basic uh, cursive that we got going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I worked the other day, and uh, this is my twenty my twenty three year old coworker didn't know how to read cursive. Uh, I'm for reference, I'm twenty two, and people in my generation don't know how to read cursive. I, I don't. Maybe, yeah. maybe I got lucky and I got taught it in like second or third grade, but I was just like, "What the fuck?" How no, that, that's that? very much a thing. Um, our family friends, their kids are younger. So, like, the oldest is 17. Uh, she doesn't know cursive. Like, they didn't learn that in elementary what? school. Like, I think I learned it first grade is when I learned cursive. Wow. Wow. Like, you That's... had the cursive spelling book, and then you had the, yeah. like, regular spelling book. You had both of them. Like the yeah, we had a flip book that, in that elementary went out, school. And, and you would do the big cursive letters. It was pretty sick, actually. And to this day, I'm not saying I can write great, but 
I can definitely write much nicer cursive than my chicken scratch print. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I, the, I don't get that. Yeah. The Clippers logo in of itself, it threw me off because I think maybe within the past 30 minutes, I just found out what a Clipper was. There you go. No idea. I was going to sit here and be like, oh, that's different tax bra- <laughs> different tax bracket talk, brother. I have no, no idea. Like, but then you were like, Pirates of- yeah, then you were like, oh, it's, Pir- <laughs> it's like Pirates of the Caribbean type shit. And I was like, oh, okay, this is just okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, but no, when it comes to the uniforms and the Intuit Dome, the, the, my only qualm with the Intuit Dome, and we've talked about this briefly, was the, the, the tracking of the fans by Steve Ballmer. It almost feels very dystopian that – yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. Microsoft CEO, yada 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 yada. yada. You get the idea. It, it it it's so strange to me that that can be approved and legalized. I, I don't know yeah, how that, that's that gonna work. Weird that you're getting yeah, recorded I, during the game. But I yeah. like the season or like not season ticket only, but like Clipper fans only on the wall is what they're gonna call it. Love yeah. that. <laughs> like you can only sell it to Clipper fans. If you don't, you lose your season tickets. Like they'll take them from you. They won't refund you. And then you get like. Special perks at the store if you go like a certain sure. number of games or something like that, or if you hit the the decibels required in your seat, which that part's weird. But that I love having so the, the Clippers fans only wall because they are in Los Angeles. They are in Laker town. Like no one cares about the Clippers in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So they're moving out of the Staples Center forever and always Staples Center. I don't even know what it's called. Is it Crypto.com Arena? I don't it care enough to say it. Yeah, Staples Center. Mm-hmm. They're moving out. They're getting their own place, which is great. And they're moving into like Inglewood. Like they're just getting out of the way, calling it a day. That part's perfect. The wall is perfect, except for the recording. And the Clippers new uniforms are perfect, except for the logo. I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the logo. It's the best like they said, could do. Yeah. You, you mentioned a great point. Just seeing the, the what felt like a sniper scope. Like I'm quick scoping on COD 4 with yes. the M40, the, the ACOG, just going crazy. And that's immediately what I right thought Right in the about. crosshairs. So, yeah, no, I'm telling you, like it, 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 I think it was supposed to be a compass of sorts. That was what they were saying on Twitter. That, that's what they're saying, y'all. I don't know, but really, my big, like I said, my, I, I love the idea of, like you said, the the Clipper wall. It almost feels like it's like a 13 year old kid's room with a bunch of posters and shit. Just yeah. you know, complete Clipper super fans, if that even exists. Let let them come out. Vince Staples. Yeah, Staples. Them, that's the only one I know. I'm a yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Ramona Beach, baby. Uh, Vince Staples show is really good. You check it out, actually. Yeah, highly sure. recommend. And, and my buddy Mark, I, he's a Clippers fan. Shout, Shout out, Mark. out Mark, dude. Went to go, I swam Mark. with him at Birmingham Southern. And um, strange, he's much like me. Uh, he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, a Clippers fan, and something else. Just nowhere near any yeah. any. And they're from Cleveland originally, and then they moved to Alabama. So like <laughs> the whole family is just Cleveland out oh, like Browns. God. Cavs, like they're just Cleveland, Ohio people. Like, sure. He's like, sure. I'm a Chiefs fan, and they did this as a child. So, like, I'll give him credit. And he yeah. chose the Clippers for whatever reason. I don't know. I think he liked Elton Brand growing up. Dude, I loved Elton Brand. He he ended up becoming a, a exec of an NBA team, like under forty or something like that. The Sixers, he, yeah, yeah. He he figured his life out quick. Mm-hmm. I was watching a uh, the the George Hill. I don't know if you saw the George Hill Ranch video. Dude, he no. has like 900 acres in okay. uh, in outside of San Antonio. I think like 45, 50 miles out. He's just living his best life. He has like a thousand animals. It's crazy. Sure. I, yeah. So you can go either the executive route like Elton Brand or you can just shut up and live your life and leave, enjoy your, your family. Meal. Do whatever you want. Leave it all behind. Yeah. That's so sick. I love that shit. But, Good. you know, I like I said, the, 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 the tracking with the Clippers stuff is weird. 
But it kind of makes me wonder, you know, who's really going to be the super fans here? Is it just going to be Steve Ballmer sitting in, you know, like like the in the king's throne uh, at the beginning of the section, or what? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Because if you've seen the stadium, have you seen how steep it is, especially on the no, second it, level? No, it seat? looks like it reminds it's me huge. of uh, Vanderbilt's arena and yeah. the SEC. It yeah. like just goes like you have a few rows that kind of go out a little bit right on the court, and then all of a sudden it just goes up. Very interesting. Vanderbilt, if you haven't looked at it, go go look at Vandy's arena if you're listening to this, watching on YouTube. Follow HOU. Hit that subscribe button. Notification right. bell. You know, turn all that on. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it does go kind of just straight up. And if you have vertigo, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> almost uh, almost like Assembly Hall vibes. Have you, uh, assembly Hall is pretty steep from what I've seen, at least. Maybe the angles. I don't know. Yeah. No, they had, a, they had a, uh, everybody got kicked out of Assembly Hall yesterday. I don't know what happened. Some with the sure. weather. I don't know. Cameron Indoor is kind of like that too. It feels like it yeah. just kind of goes on the second level and just goes up. Well, because isn't it like based on the, pictures stadiums, I've seen? Yeah, those stadiums have like five k people in them, right? Can hold like five six thousand. Yeah, but Tina's the exact like same that. way. Yeah, like even U of H is like there's no bad seat in the house because you can it only fills up like forty five hundred people. Yeah, I love college basketball. The charm, like, it, I don't even care if we're in an off year and there's maybe twenty good, like, good, good, good players until the attorney, which the, then it'll probably turn out to be thirty. But uh, yeah, love college basketball, even sure. in a down year like this. You know, whatever. Let them have it. <laughs> Let yeah. the kids play. <laughs> <laughs> I hate college basketball right now. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for tonight's show. Recorded this on February twenty eighth. If you're listening to this at nine ten p.m., so the Mavericks won a game and yeah. I'm less dead inside and the Dallas Stars penetrate. So like I'm I'm on the come up. I'm fine. Life will be fine. I'm okay. I'm always rooting for you, brother. Just don't send me the fucking Max Strews buzzer beer again. I don't <laughs> I don't want to see it. Josh sent the other Josh sent it in our NBA group. He's like, oh, look at this. Yeah, saw it. Dick. Watch it live, uh, buddy. <laughs> just terrible. Not live, live, apparently, because Bally Sports is the worst program of all time. Um anywho, this has been Zero Gravity. Apollo Media's NBA podcast brought to you by Big City Wings. Shout out to Big City Wings. Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint. They have daily specials every day. Go check them out this weekend or this week. Get yourself a brewski. Get yourself some wings at Big City Wings in the Houston area. Thank you to Celebrity Mint. Go check out CelebrityMint.com to see their awesome graded legal tender collectibles of Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, and more at CelebrityMint.com and at the Celebrity Mint on social media. Shout out to y'all for sponsoring this episode. This has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast.